Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing. And I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how to's, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. I am here with my friend, Jahava Brown. Hey, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, it's so good to have you. Okay, so I wanted to even just say this on air because it was so funny and so cool. So last night I was randomly searching through emails. I'm updating my website. So I was looking for a picture from like forever ago um, Mm -hmm. of just a specific incident. But I saw an email from you in 2016 introducing yourself. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's the likelihood of that? That we are literally four years later and talking tomorrow. Oh, I know. (laughs) That is crazy. (laughs) So we've, Jahava and I have known one another for a long time. We kind of connected in the blogger world. Um, And it's just been so cool to watch your experience. And I just wanted to say congratulations to you because I saw that you were featured on Good Morning America. How did that feel for you? Oh, my gosh. I was so excited. It was definitely like one of my goals this year, but I just didn't know how it would come about. And obviously, with a lot of things being talked about right now about race, um, I ended up having a friend who really liked an old article I did, and she had a contact and a connection. And I just felt like it was all God. It was just amazing. So amazing. Okay, so talk a little bit about the article that you shared. What were you discussing for our listeners? Yeah, Yeah. So I was talking about um, the top 10 questions that I've been asked about race lately um, with a lot of light being shown on those issues. A lot of people have constantly been sending me messages and it was getting really overbearing. So I really just wanted to have like a place where I could put the same exact questions because I was just constantly typing the same answers, mainly about what it's like to be um, a black blogger and um, black in the influencing space but also just like ways people could talk to their kids about race and like my personal experiences. So yeah, that was mainly it. Which I feel like you have been so, you're so gracious, Jahava. You're so gracious (laughs) in the way that you approach it, but you're not afraid to address it. The, I mean, the controversial topics, but you, I love specifically how you talk about your family (laughs) and how you talk about your boys. We both are boy mamas. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us how old your boys are. Yeah. So six, 12 and 14. Okay. So we're, I'm definitely in a different stage. I'm in the two year old and four year old stage, but watching you raise them with grace and with truth and with the ability to talk about, I I, th- I just feel like you guys have such open communication in the way that you share um, yeah. about life. And so I know that you have experience in this and I wanted to talk to you today a little bit mm-hmm. just about kind of maybe you might be repeating the same answers you've been giving. It's fine. No, I don't mind today. at all. <laughs> but I would love for our listeners to hear from you and to talk a little bit about 
raising our children in the kind of revolution maybe that we're having right Mm -hmm. now, hopefully that that's the case, that there really is change being made. And I, as a mom of young babies, I think sometimes we feel like, oh, they're too little for these conversations. But research Mm -hmm. tells us that toddlers notice racial differences so that they're acknowledging Mm -hmm. these differences before we have a chance to talk about them. So what would your encouragement be to mamas or dads in regards to talking to very young kids about race? Yeah. So I use like my my six-year-old a lot as an example um, because, yeah, he doesn't really bring up race or anything. I think other kids have said stuff to him. He's only gone through kindergarten. Yeah. Um, And so other kids do notice things like that and make comments. But um, for us, I think think it's very important even how we've had to talk about those issues is to reframe everything in our faith so it makes it a lot easier in some ways too because we're like this is what God says about you Um, that's really really important and then we say and this is what the sinful world that we live in has a lot of things that are messed up in this world and racism is one of them and so that's a sin but some people don't like us because of the color of our skin as well and that might happen to you but God is bigger than racism and bigger than anything. And he can still protect you. Even if you hear scary things in the news or your friends have those experiences, he can protect you and he can give you favor too, to still be successful in this world. And I think it's really important because we have to have those conversations with our boys at even a young age. If other people are having the same conversations that they're not shying away. I talk a lot about like, it's actually not good to say to your kids that, Oh, we don't see color because they do. And we all do. Um, But it can be a beautiful thing. When you think about the body of Christ, that is something that we shouldn't be scared about. It should be something like, Oh my gosh, look at how beautiful their skin is. And God makes people of all different colors and fish of all different colors. And I mean, just so many things that are amazing. Yeah, it's almost diminishing yes. the creativity of God because yes. it is, because there exactly. is creative and there's beauty in that. There's no need to turn our <laughs> eyes and say, I don't see that because there's nothing yes. wrong with what we see. It is the way that society has kind of interpreted that and changed that narrative maybe. But God chose yeah. to be creative. God chose to make different colors and different races and different cultures mm-hmm. and that that's a gift. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's a lot we can learn about different cultures and different things as well. Like I, I was so touched that my youngest son had an Indian child in his um, class who had a really long, more complicated name. And I'm one to talk. I mean, my name is Jahava. Most people can't <laughs> pronounce that. But um, I love that he said it so perfectly and he knew different things about his culture. And I think it's just really important to embrace that. And I think it's honestly just like talking about bullying in any aspect to our kids. So the guys, there are people who are not kind, you know, people who get left out at recess. We've yeah. always taught our kids stuff like that. You include them. You be the person showing them Christ's love. So I think that's really important for white parents to be doing the same type of thing. Just like people are getting left out and we want to be that person that brings them in. It's the same thing with standing up for injustice. So if someone's saying, oh, I don't like them because they're black or no, they can't do this because they're black or something like that. You should be the person as Christ's representative here to say, no that's not a good idea let's include him guys don't say that that's not okay so that's I feel like it's just the general I feel like people are really sensitive about talking about race but it's the general things we all teach our kids not to bully Mm -hmm. and to be the good kid and to stand up it's the same dialogue I love that you're saying that because I I think the problem what I've seen 
lately and just the way that things are shifting is that people are so afraid of saying the wrong thing that they don't say anything at all, which I get. Cancel culture is a thing and it's really happening right now. And I don't necessarily agree with that either. But I think that there is a place for speaking out and striving at least to educate ourselves, striving to, to learn and to know and to not be afraid to ask questions. I saw um, a video it was with, I think, oh, Denzel Washington. It was Denzel Washington. And he was talking about a movie that he had done and how um, they had a, a black producer and a black director. And the, the interviewer mm -hmm. was black. And she was asking, well, why a black producer? Why a black director? And he said, well, it's the culture. And he mentioned a hot comb. And he's like, if I make a sound, you're all, they all laugh. And they're like, you all know what that is. But if a white person were there, they wouldn't totally fully understand. And so he's saying it's the culture of it, that we have different cultures, but we don't have to shy. Like, yes, it may help to have the director and producer who are black and who understand that. However, I want to be willing to communicate that to white folks so they can understand my culture and to, to integrate them in. And I think that's the thing is like people fear what they don't know. And if I don't yeah. know what a hot comb is, am I going to be afraid to say, oh, sorry, I don't know what that is. No, yeah. it's different culture, mm. being gracious, yep. being sensitive, yep. being understanding, but also being willing yeah. to just have those conversations. Yeah. And a, a lot of my closest friends are white and they have yeah. expressed those same things to me. And I'm literally like, you don't have to say everything perfect. You don't even have to give a huge speech. But in a lot of the things that are happening, just saying something is wrong, it's just okay. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be perfectly molded, but you're not saying anything makes it seem like you are okay with what's going on. Right. And it has been a little discouraging because I, I've started to see it more, but it seems like the Christian community has been a lot more scared to say yeah. things. And it's like, this is literally what Christ is about is about love and justice and grace and mercy. And it's like, it's okay for us just to say it in that capacity. It doesn't have to be a lot. And that's what I encourage people to just say something. I even had another blogger reach out who had a big platform. She's like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what it's like to be black. So how can I talk about that? But I was like, there's a lot of things that have happened that I've seen in the news about other cultures that actually does not affect me at all. But I have found to be incredibly heartbreaking. And I have still said things like, this is super sad. This is wrong. But I know nothing about their culture. But I still have a heart and know when things are wrong and break God's heart too. Yeah. So I encourage people just to think about it in that way, that if something's wrong, you can still say it's wrong without having to list all the reasons it's wrong yeah. or knowing all the history that that has nothing to do with it. That gives freedom. I think that'll give some of our <laughs> listeners freedom because it really is that, that if you believe in justice, if you believe in goodness, that's really all it has to be is a heart. Yeah. It's a heart shift, a heart acknowledgement and then being yeah. willing to speak out against the unjust. Yeah. Yes. So I wanted to address one more thing with the children. So for mm -hmm. us, I'm slowly learning um, as well and just trying to figure out the best ways to communicate these things with my children. And I just don't feel like, especially with young kids, one conversation is enough. I think it needs to be a change in lifestyle and opening our doors mm -hmm. and having people around the table of multiple different mm -hmm. cultures, colors. Mm -hmm. And I want to exemplify the attitudes, the behaviors that mm -hmm. I wish to see in my children. I saw recently it said, um, children will not always listen to what you say, 
but they will always watch what you do and they will not yes. always respond to what you say, but they will always exemplify what you do. And for me, yeah. I'm like, I know my children are watching. I know our <laughs> listeners that their children are watching. So what are some ways that I myself and our listeners can <laughs> implement these behavioral changes to show our values to our children? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, and I just wanted to show a quick example because I even, I went to a predominantly white high school, which I've talked about before. Um, and, um, mainly I remember there are people there who were like, we love black people. We love diversity, but there was like nothing in their home even. So it's not even about just the people you bring into your home, which is very important as well. But it was like no show, no cast. And those are tips as well. Like nothing they were watching. It was all white cast, which yeah. most people aren't observant of those things. But if you sit and actually look at what you're watching, there's a lot of stuff like that. Or if, you know, um, the only good person in the movie is still a white person. Those are very subtle messages yeah. that happen across the board in America. And um, or if your books for your kids, which I think is probably for me personally, I believe is one of the most influential things you can do with little kids Agreed. is that they are seeing people of color on a normal basis. And I've gotten flooded with questions about like, what books have black kids? And I'm like, yeah. the fact that you're asking that shows how much this is like a systemic yeah. um, issue, because I have to Google the same things. You know, I have to look and search for books that have diversity for my kids. But I mean, literally at this point it has gotten better. You can go in Target and just look through board books. And I think it's important that you're not only introducing books that have to do with slavery, right? So a lot of people are like, I'll buy Harriet Tubman books mm -hmm. or MLK books. And even though those are great, let's just show black kids in a normal, right? Setting, in a normal yeah. thing that's the same as us. So we have a lot of books like that, that are just like, um, like I think of Snowy Day, because I know it's really popular, but yeah. Like just normal things that have people of color, that the things you're watching have people of color, that you're talking about books that have people of color. I even had someone say to me for the first time, they didn't realize till their son saw them watching my Insta story and were like, oh, she's a lot darker. Mm. And she, it popped in her mind that she doesn't follow any influencers of color. So like, oh my gosh, it's good for him to even see that as normalized yeah. because it's putting the dialogue then that like our race is superior because we don't have any of those people around us, but you're saying they're not bad, but why don't we see them anywhere in our normal life then? So you start to believe the stereotypes and lies that really are ingrained that cause for these type of racial bias. So I think just looking for ways like that, um, those are simple ways, but they're actually very impactful. Yeah. I interviewed um, a friend, Jalisa, and, and she lives here in Albuquerque. And we don't have a large black community in New Mexico. We have a large Hispanic community. She had mentioned that she hears that a lot. Like, we don't have a large black community. How are we supposed to integrate? How are we supposed to do this? And I loved her response because she said, go to different parts of town. Get your kids involved in karate or in soccer in a different part of town where you mm -hmm. might have more cultures, more colors of people yes. that you can spend time in. Go to restaurants. Like, yes. he, I think a lot of it, if you don't, like for us, if we go to a restaurant, I mean, my, I'm married to a Hispanic. He has a big, huge Hispanic family. Mm -hmm. Anywhere you go, you'll see Hispanics. But we also know where there are larger larger groups maybe of Hispanics that yeah. we could go to integrate. And people, same with yeah. people of color. And so just being intentional yep. I think is what's really important, like caring enough 
to go out of our way to make that a priority for our family to show them we will show equality. We will display equality. Hey all, just a quick break because many of you have asked how you can support this ministry. One thing that you may not know is that the Living Easy podcast reaches far outside of the U.S. We have listeners in Saudi Arabia, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan, China, and more. The gospel is being spread literally around the world, and you can be a part of that. All you have to do is go to patreon.com backslash living easy to join. You can simply support the ministry with a few dollars a month or 10 cents per day, or you can join the coffee date thing or the bestie thing. With the coffee date thing, I am building real face-to-face friendships with the women who are a part of that community. I get on once a month on Zoom and we talk about real life and faith and marriage and relationships and just chat. Real, real conversation. For the bestie thing, I want to support you. I will share one person per month on my social platform to over 40,000 followers and to tens of thousands of email subscribers and allow them to hear about your business or your social platform. So again, just go to patreon.com backslash living easy to check out all of the options. Thanks guys. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because that's probably one of the most (laughs) asked questions I've gotten is like, how do I make black friends? And I'm like the same way you make white friends. Like it's a special thing. Like, cause then that's still adding to the dialogue. Like we're some alien or something weird. Like we have any control over what body we're placed in, you know? And so, um, something I have said is like, I have made friends literally at target. I've had other moms be like, how old is your kid? So it's what you're saying. Like go to a different target, you know, go to a different store, go to a, a black owned food restaurant. Like you're going to see more people there of color and they're not going to look at you like you're crazy. Like I think people make up all these things in their mind that make them yeah. scared. Yeah. And like, that's not going to happen. That's a great way just for your kids to naturally, even if you're getting takeout, they're naturally still seeing people of color. And I've said like, just be friendly to people, ask questions. We intentionally um, go to a multicultural church right now. Mm-hmm. And because we didn't want to go to what feels like a white church or a black church. Mm-hmm. And so you can Google those things, like the places where you worship. And there's not many here, to be honest. It's one of few that is very, it's actually more of a predominantly white church, but it's very diverse. And we love it because I, all those people are intentionally looking for ways to show diversity in a very positive way. Um, in leadership and the praise team, it's literally almost like half and half and everything. Oh, and those yeah. things really matter. Yeah. So I think if you're intentional about looking for those things, we know people who drop travel from like the country an hour away just to go to this church just to find um, things like that but a lot of Mm -hmm. cities have things like that if you like take the time to look and try to integrate that in your life and then that's a lot easier to make friends because at this stage in my life most of my friends are from church actually so (laughs) yeah yeah so it depends where you go as well if you can integrate more friendships with people of color as well that's so good it really is it's the mindfulness of it all it is it's Mm -hmm. the caring and the compassion and the desire for equality takes mindfulness and takes intentionality and takes action and I just like that's been my heart because so as we had mentioned with uh social media kind of cancel culture there's people canceling and then there's people being outspoken there's people being silent but for the majority what I've seen in my life are people speaking out and I'm so thankful for that 
But my heart is, like my hope is and my prayer is that it transcends social media. I know that social media is a powerful voice. And I know that Mm -hmm. the foundation of it all is good because it really, I mean, what else do we look at all day? (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. kind of what we consume all day. Mm -hmm. But I hope that there are actionable steps that are taken after this to actually make a change so that it's not just a conversation, it's not just a trend, and that it's more. But I guess my question to you with that would be, what what conversations have you had with your children lately? What, I know they're probably not on social media, but as you navigate through all of this and you see everything that's happening in the news and all of it, like we're all consuming so much right now. Is there, do your boys have fear? Do they have hope? Um, I know you talk about a lot, like your boys will defy stereotypes and and how do you have those conversations? What do those conversations look like in your house right now or as of the last couple of months? Yeah, so um, I am very much like the positive. Yeah. <laughs> I try to shine you're, things you're in a, a positive way. I think that's just, <laughs> I try to be. But I think it's also like just part of being a mom, like kind of why people don't want to talk about these things. You want your kids to still feel happy. I want them still to feel safe. But I mean, we do tell them still, okay, this is what's happening in the news. We don't watch a lot of the news, but we do tell them like, this is what's happening. This guy was killed. So it's, you know, more common. And we tell them why. And they understand, especially the older ones, the young yeah. one, we don't um, talk about the news stories. And um, because we don't want to impart that fear kind of yeah. with him. But like with them, we're like, this is what's happening. And we ask them how they feel about it. And that's hard. It's very, very, very hard conversations that I absolutely hate. Um, but also I have tried to spend things on guys. These are the laws that have actually been passed right now. Yeah. Like things are actually changing. It's not just, oh, great. People talked about it on social media, like you're saying, but like, there's actually things that are happening that are meant to keep you safer so that you don't have to be scared if you get pulled over or you don't have to, um, be scared if you're going to get this job or just a lot of the different things, um, that happen due to how our country has been founded, um, Mm -hmm. that, I've really talked to them a lot about like, this is a good time. Yes, there's a lot that needs to be changed, but it's awesome, you guys, that, hey, look, Amazon, I just got on today and it says Black Lives Matter. Like people are doing and saying things that, yeah, are not normal um, during this time. Most people ignore it, you know? So the fact that um, those things have happened, I've just kind of told them like, be encouraged guys, because it could be a lot better, you know, by the time you guys are fully grown up and out of our house And we always follow everything up with, and remember, God is bigger than all of this, and you never have to feel like less than. Um, He's empowered you. You guys are super smart. We do a lot of, like, affirmations in those type of uh, conversations that are specific to each child and just making sure they know how wonderfully they are made and that they don't have to be fearful and scared. Um, And I've talked about this a lot with, like, law enforcement and different things. We don't want you to be fearful. There are negative people in every job. We don't believe that that is something you should be scared about. Um, But remember that God's always with you in those situations that you can pray in every situation. And we've seen miracles. So we really just try to put it as in a whole um, lifestyle mentality that we have. But we do make sure they're aware of the things that's going on because their peers will talk to them about it as well. And we want to get ahead and see this through Christ and through sin and through how this world is as long as we live here. Might not be racism, and we still can pray about these things, but we live in a flawed, sinful world. It's not meant to be heaven. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, 
you know, we, we really try to focus on those type of things as well. Oh, that's so good. I love that you said that, that to teach them so that they see it through Christ's perspective and through biblical perspective before the world can get to them. I think that's mm-hmm. so incredibly wise because we really, I think in preparing our children, sometimes it feels like, like I personally am like, I feel like I'm always lecturing my kids. I'm always, <laughs> I mean, not lecturing may not be the, the yeah. word, but like teaching and having mm-hmm. teaching moments and all of these things yep. consistently. But if we don't do that, if we don't take that time to have those conversations, the world is going to teach them about them anyways, like from sex to racism, whatever yep. it is. Mm-hmm. They're going to learn from someone. And so yep. it might as well be us and from the word of God. So mm-hmm. I want to um, shift base a little bit. I want to yeah. touch on some of the most common misconceptions that you've heard during this time. So I've seen a lot of discussions about the white savior complex um, with yeah. white parents adopting <laughs> black children influencers using the wrong words or taking the wrong form of action, which further perpetuates the problem of racism and battles. Um, Sorry, let me, let me start. This is over. Okay. No, you're fine. So I want to touch on the most common misconceptions that you've heard or read during this time. So I've seen a lot of discussions about the white savior complex, which is either white women posting pictures with black babies on social media with themselves as the main focus of attention or um, white women adopting black babies and then influencers using the wrong words or taking the wrong action, which they are now being told they're perpetuating the problem of racism. So I know myself, like as I watch these things, knowing I have a platform, I'm like, gosh, I don't want to step in the wrong direction, which I know fear can't lead the way. I know that, mm-hmm. but I want to be part of a solution and not the problem. Mm-hmm. So what right now is helpful? What is useful? What will help to make this a permanent change rather than, like I said, a social media trend? Yeah, I think that as far as like social media, because that's mainly what we're talking about, yeah. I think that obviously in your personal life, those things and those tips that we said are very impactful. Um, and they do change a lot of things outside of social media. Um, but I think as far as social media, people using their platform, I've seen people do that to amplify other people of color. Um, they've done different partnerships. I think those things are great because I literally can't tell you the thousands of followers I have gotten in just a few weeks that have said, I did not know there were black bloggers or influencers. It's like, that's crazy. And they're like, it's the algorithm. Like hundreds of people have literally explained, like everyone looks the same who comes up on my thing. I didn't even know you guys existed. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So literally other women, like even sharing me and different things that made an impact. And I know I've talked to a lot of other black bloggers in the community and they feel like that's made an impact. I even had a black, uh, I'm sorry, a white influencer recently um, send somebody my way as far as a campaign for jobs. And she, the person sent me an email and said, she said she will not be on this if people of color are on this campaign. Like she put her foot in the sand and I don't even know her well. And I was like, wow, that's huge. Like, I think it's not just being passive of like, okay, I kind of said something, but like she did actual actions of, okay, I realize they're not being paid fairly or they're not getting the same opportunities and different things like that. And how can I make a stand to say they have to be, you have to include more diversity in whether it's clothing brands feeds. And I've gotten a lot of those emails as well this week of clothing and different companies saying, we realize we have fallen short, which is encouraging. But that to me is action. They're Mm -hmm. saying, um, 
that they're going to make a change. And I, I would say what's more disheartening is the influencers that I feel like for like a week, they overly shared mm-hmm. a lot, which was encouraging that week. Yeah. Uh, but now there's nothing, right? Like it's like, yeah, I'm just going to show you my clothes again, you know? So it's like, and some said, no, I'm really going to change my platform. But I think if they would have found ways to show black authors, it doesn't even have to be about racism, but just to show like, Hey, this is a book I'm reading. I really like this by a black author, or I've seen some share kids books, um, like just in a frame, like, Hey, this is what we're reading. And it's not even this huge highlight to it. It's just like, wow, I know that she was intentional in that, you know? And, um, so Things like that, I think, are really impactful to, like, actually try to, like, include diversity in the things that they're doing um, and to even amplify different stories that are going on. Because I realize a lot of those communities, like, I I had, like, listed, um, like, just the murders in this year that were really huge. Yeah. Um um, by law enforcement. And I had so many people who had said, I have never heard of any of them. And I was like, do you live in a box? Like to me, those were huge. Like, but everyone's social media is different. Like my Facebook is like covered in those, but I think that they're not even experiencing or learning about these stories and the things that are happening all the time because nobody else in their friend group is posting about those things. So I think it's really impactful just to shine the light on different stories and different things that happen. I don't, I think don't second guess things, but people using their platforms to say, okay, this is what's going on. Or here's some information about um, systemic racism or just learning history. You don't have to even use your voice. I think just sharing resources Mm -hmm. to open people's minds to things that happen are really, really impactful. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you so much. So, okay, so we can begin. We had talked about authors. I know there are some great books out there and even on Netflix, Um, I've been watching tons of shows that they're featuring. They're showing them for free on Amazon as well. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. And people can follow along with you at only girl for boys. The last letter is a Z and not an S. So I will tag Jahava every, all of Jahava stuff in our show notes. Um, you can follow along with her. She has amazing content and I just love, like I said, I love, the focus on your family and just the importance that you place on your boys and raising them up and loving them well and teaching others how to do the same. And so follow along with Jahava. And is there anything additionally, maybe that you would just want our listeners to know, like anything that you want to say, maybe as encouragement or maybe as a challenge? Yeah, I think it's just that to use your voice, I think that the most impactful thing that is happening right now is that people who are not affected are speaking out. And that's the only way things will change because black people have been speaking out forever. So I just encourage you not to minimize your voice that it really does matter and it really will make a difference. I love that. Well, thank you so much. You're such joy. I love seeing your face. I appreciate it. Yeah, you do. Four years later, we're going to be like I know. 70 blogging. Just kidding. I hope not. Maybe not. Maybe so. Maybe we'll have future endeavors. Um, but I just love you. And so thank you so much for coming on. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye.